Part Seven, Chapter Twenty One of Anna Karenina by Leo Tolstoy, translated by Nathan Haskell Doyle. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Read by Marianne Spiegel. After an excellent dinner with Bartnyansky and considerable cognac, Stepan Arkadyevitch went to the Countess Lydia Ivanovna's a little later than the hour designated. Who is with the Countess? The Frenchman? He asked of the Swiss as he noticed beside Alexey Alexandrovitch's well-known overcoat a curious mantle with clasps. "'Alexey Alexandrovitch Karinin and the Count Bezobov,' answered the servant, stolidly. "'Princess Mayakaya was right,' thought Oblonsky, as he went upstairs. "'Strange. It would be a good thing to cultivate the Countess. She has great influence. If she would say a little word in my behalf to Pomorsky, it would be just the thing.' It was still very light outdoors, but the blinds were drawn in the Countess Lydia Ivanovna's little drawing-room, and the lamps were lighted. At a round table on which was a lamp, the Countess and Alexey Alexandrovitch were sitting, engaged in a confidential talk. A short, lean, pale man, with knock-kneed legs and a feminine figure, with long hair falling over his coat-collar, and handsome, glowing eyes, was examining the portraits on the wall at the other end of the room. Stefan Arkadyevitch, after having greeted the Countess and Alexey Alexandrovitch, involuntarily turned round to look once more at this singular personage. "'Monsieur Landau,' said the Countess, gently, and with a precaution which struck Oblonsky. The introduction was made. Landau hastily glanced around, and coming up, placed his moist, unresponsive hand in Oblonsky's, and immediately went back to look at the portraits. Lydia Ivanovna and Alexey Alexandrovitch exchanged significant glances. "'I am very glad to see you to-day,' said the Countess to Stefan Arkadyevitch, motioning him to a chair. "'You noticed,' added she, in a low voice, glancing at the Frenchman, "'that I introduced him to you by the name of Landau. But his name is really Count Bezobov, as you probably know. Only he is not fond of the title.' "'Yes, I heard about it said Stefan Arkadyevitch. It is said he perfectly cured Countess Bezobov. She came to see me to-day, said the Countess, addressing Alexey Alexandrovitch, and it was sad to see her. This separation is terrible for her. It is such a blow to her. Then he is positively going. Yes, he is going to Paris. Yesterday he heard a voice, said Lydia Ivanovna, looking at Stefan Arkadyevitch. Oh, a voice, repeated he, feeling that it was necessary to use great prudence among these people where things occurred or might occur without his being able to explain them a moment's silence ensued at the end of which the countess lydia ivanovna as if accidentally stumbling on the chief topic of their conversation said with a sweet smile addressing oblonsky i have known of you for a long time and i am delighted to make your acquaintance les amis de nos amis sont nos amis but to be truly friends, we must know what is passing in the souls of those we love, and I fear you do not with regard to Alexey Alexandrovitch. You understand what I mean, she said, raising her beautiful, dreamy eyes. I understand in part that Alexey Alexandrovitch's position, answered Oblonsky, not understanding very well what she was talking about, and preferring to confine himself to generalities. The change is not in his external position, said the countess, solemnly, and at the same time looking tenderly at Alexey Alexandrovitch, who had risen to join Landau. 
It is his heart which has changed. A new heart has been given to him, and I very much fear that you do not realize sufficiently the great transformation which has taken place in him. That is, in a general way, I can perceive the change in him. We have always been friends, and now, said Oblonsky, answering the deep gaze of the countess with a tender one, as he queried with which of the two ministers she could do him the most effective service. This transformation cannot diminish his love for his neighbor. On the contrary, the change which has taken place must increase love. But I fear you don't understand me. Will you not have some tea? she asked, looking toward a lackey who entered with the tea-tray. Not altogether, Countess. Of course, his misfortune. Yes, he underwent a misfortune, but it became the highest happiness because his heart was renewed, said she, raising her eyes lovingly to Stepan Arkadyevitch. I believe I shall have to get her to speak to them both, thought Oblonsky. Oh, assuredly, Countess, said he, but I think that these changes are so personal that no one likes to speak of them, even to his most intimate friends. On the contrary, we ought to speak and to help one another. Yes, without doubt, but there are such differences of conviction, and, moreover, and Oblonsky smiled unctuously. There cannot be differences in regard to sacred truth. Oh, yes, of course, but... Stefan Arkadyevitch grew confused, and stopped speaking. He perceived that the countess was talking about religion. It seems to me that he's going to sleep, said Alexey Alexandrovitch, approaching the countess and speaking in a significant whisper. Stefan Arkadyevitch turned round. Landau was seated near the window, with his elbow leaning on the arm and back of a chair, and his head bowed as he saw the looks turned toward him. He raised his head and smiled in a naive and childlike manner. "'Don't pay attention to him,' said the countess, pushing a chair toward Alexey Alexandrovitch. "'I have noticed,' she began, but was interrupted by a lackey bringing her a letter. She read it through with extraordinary rapidity, sent a reply, and resumed the thread of her discourse. I have noticed that Muscovites, the men especially, are very indifferent to religion. Oh, no, Countess, I think that Muscovites have the reputation of being very pious, replied Stepan Arkadyevitch. But as far as I have observed, you yourself, said Alexey Alexandrovitch, with his weary smile, I am sorry to say, belong to that category of the indifference. Is it possible to be indifferent? cried Lydia Ivanovna. I am not indifferent, but rather in the attitude of expectation, answered Oblonsky, with his most agreeable smile. I do not yet think that the time for me to settle such questions has come yet. Alexey Alexandrovitch and the Countess exchanged glances. We can never know whether the time for us has come or not, said Alexey Alexandrovitch sternly. We ought not even to think whether we are prepared or not. The blessing does not follow human calculations does not always light upon the most deserving, but comes to those who are unprepared. A witness saw. It seems that it isn't to be now, murmured the countess, following with her eyes the movements of the Frenchman. Landau got up and joined them. May I listen? asked he. Oh, yes, I do not wish to disturb you, said the countess tenderly. Sit down with us. The essential thing is not to close one's eyes to the light, 
continued Alexey Alexandrovitch. "'Ah, if you knew what a blessing we experience when we feel his constant presence in our souls,' said the Countess Lydia Ivanovna, with an ecstatic smile. "'But a man may feel himself incapable of rising to such a height,' said Stepan Arkadyevitch, convinced that the heights of religion were not his forte, but fearing to offend a person who, by one word to Pomorsky, might get him the place that he wanted. "'You mean that sin may prevent him?' asked Lydia Ivanovna. "'But that is a mistaken view. For him who believes, there is no more sin. Sin is already redeemed. Pardon,' she asked, as the lackey brought her another note. She read it and answered verbally, "'Say to-morrow, at the Grand Duchess's.' Then she continued, "'For the believer there is no sin.' "'Yes, but faith without works is dead,' said Stefan Arkadyevitch, recalling this phrase of his catechism, with a smile establishing his independence. "'That is the most famous passage in the Epistle of St. James,' said Alexey Alexandrovitch, in a reproachful tone, looking at the Countess, as if to recall frequent discussions on the subject." how much harm the false interpretation of that passage has done. It has driven more persons from the faith than anything else. I have no works, therefore I cannot believe, is the logical conclusion from it. It means exactly the opposite. It is our monks who claim to be saved by works, by their fastings, their abstinences, said the countess with an air of fastidious scorn. Our way is far better and easier, she added, looking at Oblonsky with that scorching smile with which, at court, she was wont to wither young maids of honor, disconcerted at the newness of their position. "'We are saved by Christ, who suffered for us. We are saved by faith,' resumed Alexey Alexandrovitch. "'Vous comprehends l'anglaise?' asked Lydia Ivanovna, and, receiving an affirmative answer, she rose and took a small book from a side-table." Here I am going to read to you, safe and happy, or under the wing, said she, with a look of interrogation at Karenin. It is very short, added she, resuming her seat and opening the book. Here the way is described by which faith is attained, and the joy which is higher than any that earth can give, which fills the soul of the believer. A man who believes cannot be unhappy, because he is no longer alone, Yes, and here, you see, she was about to go on reading, when again the lackey appeared. From Borosden, say to-morrow, at two o'clock. Yes, she said with a sigh, marking the place in the book with her finger, and looking up with her pensive, loving eyes. This is the way true faith is acquired. Are you acquainted with Marie Sanina? You have heard of her great affliction. She lost her only son— she was in despair. Well, how is it now? She found this friend. She thanks God for the death of her child. Such is the happiness faith can give. Ah, yes. This is very, murmured Stefan Arkadyevitch, glad to be able to keep silent during this reading, and to think over his affairs a little. I shall do better not to ask anything today, thought he. Only how can I get out of this without compromising myself? "'This will be dull for you,' said the Countess de Landau. "'You don't understand English, but this is short.' "'Oh, I shall understand,' said he, with a smile, and he shut his eyes. 
Alexey Alexandrovitch and the Countess significantly looked at one another, and the reading began. End of chapter 21